Substance abuse, obesity, and bipolar disorder are major public health problems. They frequently co-occur, but what is the relationship between substance abuse and obesity in bipolar disorder? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Roger McIntyre. Dr. McIntyre is currently an Associate Professor of Psychiatry and Pharmacology at the University of Toronto, and he heads the Mood Disorders Psychopharmacology Unit at the University Health Network in Toronto. Welcome to ReachMD, Roger. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Roger, why is this issue of substance abuse, obesity, and bipolar disorder so important to study? It's so important because all three conditions are, in fact, public health problems right across North America and, in fact, in other industrialized nations. We know that the rates of overweight and obesity are staggering and are increasing. We know that the rates of substance use disorders have been variably reported, but taken together are significant in our population. And bipolar disorder affects between 3 and 5%. So here we have three separate phenotypes that are of public health importance, and all three seem to find points of pathophysiological commonality. And you've been studying this, correct? We have been. We've been particularly interested in looking at rates of overweight and obesity and bipolar and trying to determine what are the mediators, what are the moderators of that association. There's been a compelling body of literature that extends well over a decade or two that's described substance use disorders differentially affecting individuals with bipolar spectrum conditions. Hitherto, there's been relatively little that's tried to draw these two areas together in the bipolar or the mood disorder in general population. And our group in Toronto, along with some colleagues with Statistics Canada, have actually looked at a possible association suggesting common biological substrates. Doesn't it get complicated, though? I mean, I'm thinking that the use of psychotropic medications certainly can affect the rates of obesity, such as antipsychotics, promoting weight gain. How do you sort out all these variables? You're right that many medications that we prescribe for bipolar disorder are capable of Yes, inducing excess weight and obesity. And interestingly enough, many medications that we prescribe for bipolar symptomatology also have an additional benefit in reducing cravings and using many drugs of abuse. And so that is one possible explanation to this relationship. What's particularly interesting, though, is that we've learned through a host of different studies that individuals who have bipolar disorder have very, very high rates of overweight and obesity. And there's a large literature supporting that. And what's interesting is that just during the last, I guess you could say 10 years or so, there's been a reconceptualization of overweight and obesity as possibly a form of addiction. And when one actually thinks about addiction, I don't think obesity is what comes to mind. I think we think of street drugs and alcohol as, you know, sort of prototypical substances of misuse. But the defining characteristic of addiction is the overpowering motivational strength and decreased ability to control the desire to obtain a substance despite significant consequences in economic or interpersonal vocational ways. So when you think about it, when somebody is actually overweight or obese, that person is continuing to use the substance that is food. So obesity is being viewed as a consequence of an addictive behavior. Someone's foraging for food, they're ingesting food, despite the fact that they have these catastrophic consequences. There was a wonderful editorial that was published last year uh, in American Journal of Psychiatry, Nora Volkow from NIH, who put forth, I think, a very provocative yet very thoughtful editorial issuing this question, and that is, is that 
should obesity be included as a brain disorder in the next iteration of DSM to DSM-5, which I think is a provocative statement bringing our attention to this whole issue of this behavior and consequence being related to addiction. So what have you found so far in your work? So far, what we've found is in many ways a corroboration of other lines of evidence. What we've done is we've taken a cross-national epidemiological sample of almost 38,000 Canadians who participated in a community-based survey looking at mood disorders in our population as well as issues around comorbidity. The corroboration was is that bipolar disorder is common in Canada, between 2 and 3%, which converges with other lines of evidence in the United States and in some European countries. We found that there was high rates of overweight and obesity. We found very high rates of substance use. So, so far, I would consider all of that a, a really a corroboration. Where we think we've extended this discussion in a very theoretical way, and certainly that's highly conjectural, is that what we found was that there was an inverse relationship between overweight obesity and substance use disorders. In other words, amongst individuals across this country who screen positive for bipolar disorder, if they also, in fact, are overweight or obese, they are less likely to report a history or current use of substance use disorder. Said another way is that if, in fact, somebody is using a lot of drugs, a lot of illicit substances, they're more likely to report normal weight or, in fact, being underweight. So we are looking for more broad-based but also specific factors that sort of mediate or moderate this association or this co-variation between these two conditions, substance use and obesity, and it's interesting that they seem to be in inverse relationship. And what's interesting, lastly, is that when you actually look at general population surveys that have attempted to look at relationships amongst you know, individuals in the general population between substance use and overweight and obesity, this inverse relationship has been previously described in non-psychiatric populations. And we all can remember, for example, remember the days where people talked about how red wine in France was so helpful for your heart. There's open questions around that, but one of the things we know about drinking alcohol is that it reduces your weight in population-based surveys. Now, some people are probably scratching their head going, well, hang on. I know people who drink lots of beer and pitchers of draft beer, and they're not underweight. They're actually quite overweight. And there's no doubt about it that not all individuals assume this phenotype of being normal weight or underweight. And some, in fact, do gain lots of weight drinking substances. But taken together most people will, in fact, report a decrease in food intake if using drugs and alcohol. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Roger McIntyre. We are discussing the relationship between substance abuse and obesity in bipolar disorder. So, Roger, it seems like you kind of, at least on an epidemiological level, pick your poison, <laughs> that you're either going to abuse substances or food and probably not both. Does that mean there's maybe a competing reward system between substances and compulsive overeating? Yeah, and I think we have, in fact, opened up a whole new list of questions and possibilities here. And our hypothesis is, is that, in fact, these two separate phenotypes of obesity and substance use disorders do in fact reflect they are sort of an exophenotype of perhaps a competing reward system. And we know that as human beings that we like to activate our reward pathways in the ventral tegmental nucleus accumbens area. And uh, it's a feature of the human race that we like pleasure, we like dopamine and to be activated. 
And when, for example, you look at individuals with PET scanning, looking at, for example, dopamine receptor expression in the striatum or other areas of the brain, individuals who are overweight or obese have a very similar dopaminergic receptor expression in their brain when compared to people who misuse opiates or cocaine or alcohol suggesting that when you are excessively eating or you know eating uh, overconsumption that there is if you will a modulation or there's some type of activation of dopaminergic systems that's resulting in a dopamine receptor sensitivity or dopamine receptor expression more specifically similar to using other drugs that are associated with pleasure or other substances associated with pleasure. So there is that possible notion that this common reward pathway is subserving these two very different phenotypes. And, of course, the common thread is dopamine, as always. Well, we like dopamine, there's no doubt about it, but there's a host of other areas as well that are being put forth. One very new area, just to sort of put this out, is, for example, we're learning more about opioidergic systems the endogenous opioid system, and I don't think it's a surprise that this may be involved in substance use disorder pathophysiology, but we're learning more and more and more it may also be involved in chaotic eating behaviors. And we remember the days, for example, in other eating behaviors, anorexia and bulimia, wherein opioidergic systems were thought to hold or occupy a very central position in their pathophysiology. I think that the history has not been quite as promising as we would have thought in terms of being fully explanatory, Nonetheless, it may be contributory. One other final area just to briefly mention is the whole area of ingestive neuropeptides. So we think about molecules like leptin. It's a very prototypical neuropeptide. It's involved in regulating energy expenditure, temperature, appetite, reproductive hormone. It's a very pleiotropic job description. But leptin, interestingly enough, is not only involved in appetite, in food intake, but there's some preliminary evidence indicating that increasing leptin levels also are accompanied by an increase in cravings for alcohol. So some of these ingestive peptides where we think, okay, this is a peptide that's involved in food intake, it may also be involved in regulating substance use disorders as well. So it's a very complex mix. As I often say to my colleagues, this type of research gives you a perspective, but it certainly lacks the precision. And when you start getting down into the precision, I think that our job becomes very complex. Yeah, no kidding. So what's next? What will you look at to further our knowledge in this area? What we hope to do next is we hope to, and we're starting this as we speak, to look at a clinical cohort. The cohort that I've described previously that led to our report was in a cross-national epidemiological non-clinical group. So what we want to do now is we want to look at this from the point of view of a clinical, well-characterized group of individuals with bipolar disorder. We're going to now begin to systematically recruit patients who have substance use disorders, those who are overweight and obese, and try and compare the two groups, if we can, looking at ligand binding, specifically dopamine receptor expression, and see if, in fact, there are some similarities. What's interesting is there's been an explosion, less as you know, in the field of psychiatry in neuroimaging in all ways. And hitherto, very few folks have actually looked at, well, what impact does overweight obesity have not only on ligand binding of receptors of interest such as dopamine, but also looking at blood flow distributions within the brain. And we've learned already from many lines of research that overweight and obesity, specifically insulin changes that accompany overweight and obesity, may affect glucose metabolism in various brain regions. So I think that as we refine our knowledge around the 
interpretation of neuroimaging and mood disorders and other psychiatric disorders, these aspects around youth substance use, obesity, food intake, and concurrent metabolic problems will need not to enter into our analysis. Hmm. Wow, very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Oh, happy to. Thanks for having me with you here today, Leslie. Appreciate it. We've been speaking with Dr. Roger McIntyre about the connection between obesity and addiction. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For a complete program guide and downloadable podcasts, visit our website at www.reachmd.com. For comments and questions, call us toll-free at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening. 